Kingdom Child Training is um, a privilege and an honor and a challenge and is really the first call to making disciples in the scriptures. Disciple Nations podcast, episode eight. Today we're talking about Kingdom Child Training. Babies, babies, babies. And who better to talk to about Kingdom Child Training than a couple with nine children? All right. Wow. Babies that had babies and babies and babies. Three short of a dozen. That's right. Yeah, we're going to fall short. But almost there. Yeah, right. That's not a baker's. What is that? Something, but somebody's dozen. Yeah. yeah, it's a McVeigh dozen. A McVeigh dozen. Yeah. A McVeigh dozen. I dig it. I dig yeah. it. How many rooms do you have to have in your home to house that many Seriously? children? Well, uh, when we had five, two rooms. Okay, Suffice. one for us, and, and then, then what? We stack. You stack <laughs> them. Is what you do. You go vertical. You don't go horizontal. You start you go, stacking. You start them. going up. Yes. Yeah. Now we have all this room. We have a son with his own room. We're like, wow, yeah, this is hard crazy. To process. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So how many rooms do you have in your home now? I think there's four bedrooms, but we've only got four kits. Five are gone. So five. Them, okay, that's what I was going to yeah, ask. Yeah. Five are married and moved on and having babies, and yeah. four at home. Yeah. Yeah. So a, a couple definitely qualified to talk about Kingdom yeah. Child Training yeah. again. We have Sam McVeigh and and Amy McVeigh is back. She was with us in episode seven. So if you guys want to hear just a little bit about their story and you haven't listened to episode seven, you can hear about uh, some of their early marriage years and how they came together. And then uh, we dive into some really good stuff about marriage. But um, from marriage, right? First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the babies. Yeah, somebody pushing something. And baby carriages. Yes, right. (laughs) So that happened for you. And so this is where we're picking up. Yeah, it happened fast for us. I mean, we like I said in the last one, we were started dating in January, engaged in March, uh, married in June, and then by August pregnant. And then we had a baby two weeks before our first um, Samuel came. Samuel Emmett McVeigh the uh, third came screaming two weeks before our first anniversary, and then they just kept coming. The the we had five in seven years. Was that right? Was Samuel seven or six? Um, Samuel turned seven after we had our fifth. Okay, right after that. Yeah. So the the the, tr- the irony of all this is Amy's mom said to me before we got married, listen, she's athletic and there's other things going on with womanly things with her, so she probably won't get pregnant. I hope you're ready. And I made the bold decision because I wanted to have kids, and we'll talk about that. To do, but every time I looked at her, I mean, I'm kidding. When I look at her, she'd get pregnant. <laughs> so I t- I remind her mom. Remember that thing you said? Is that about- how that happens? I- <laughs> When a mommy cat and a daddy cat love each other. Anyway, I, I asked a friend one time, I said, uh, uh, we were talking about who does the laundry. And I said, do you do the laundry or does she do it? And he says, well, I do my own and she does her. And I said, why don't you do it together? And he said, well, that's how babies are made. Oh. Washing your laundry together. Wow. So maybe that's. He needed to talk. Yeah. that's <laughs> Wow. That's good. Yeah. So we just right out of the gate started. I, uh, I had it in my heart. I grew up in a family. I had one brother. And um, it's Tim, and uh, it was a small family. But I, I had a grandma. My, my, um, my dad's mom grew up in a family of nine, and she would always relate to them. They lived in the Depression. She was number seven of nine, and, and, um, and she would talk about them being the Waltons. And I remember that just kind of captured my heart. There was another big family later in our history. That I was just like, man, I loved it. They all lived on this mountain, and there was multiple of them. And so I had it in my heart to have at least five. Yeah, I would say what? he gave me a warning. 
that he did okay. want a quiver I was full. naming a quiver some of full. them, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and he wanted five. And, and, and where were you at before marriage? What yeah. did you decide in your heart? I, I was going to say, I honestly don't remember ever dreaming of being married or having a big family. I wanted a boyfriend. But then here came Sam with the yeah. swagger. And That's yeah, it. the swagger That's and it. and Jesus and yes. totally changed my desires. So yeah, right. I I had always thought I would have 3 cuz I grew up in a family of, with 3 kids and that was perfect. Yeah. So uh, we had my 5, then we had her 3 and we got a <laughs> bonus go. one. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. So I made her do it. I'm going to make you do it. So yeah. all of their names in order as fast as you can. Okay. Samuel, Stephen, Jesse, Faith, Grace, Mercy, Glory, Patience, Joshua. Now I'm worried I missed good. one last time. I think I don't know. <gasps> Well, this is the child training. We just got to get it right on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we had three boys, Uh five girls. We couldn't get a girl. And then the girls came and didn't stop until we got little Joshua at the bottom. Wow. Yeah. That's how that happens. Yeah. My sister had four boys and then a girl. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just finally popped her out. So So we got 14 grandkids now Mm -hmm. on the ground and we're still raising a six-year-old. So, so, so. Uh, I guess what I want to ask you now and, and move into what we want to talk about um, as far as, uh, you know, raising children in a, in a godly way, kingdom um, training for children. Um, how different was it for the last few than it was for the first few? Huh. Different uh, in parenting and understanding. And well, I think we're better easier. at it, but more lazy. Easier, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. So God had mercy, and some of them are easier, and we probably know more, mm-hmm. although we're very tired. So we're 50 and yeah. 48, and uh-huh. <laughs> we have to watch not slipping into grandma and grandpa place with us, with these younger ones. But, um, yeah, I think I was, I was talking to someone today. There's a little bit of an atmosphere that you, you know, your older kids are the guinea pigs right. and, and yeah. you, you establish the honor, um, of the parents and you establish that position. And, and it, in my opinion, it has gotten easier because they learn from each other. Yeah. And yeah. there's a culture they're born into where the other ones just came into something new. We were setting the culture, but then it went and, you know, it wasn't just Amy and I setting culture. They saw some of the older kids, you meet the middles and downs and like, oh, this is how it goes down here. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And I really That's think it, it was yeah. like some peer pressure influence kind of stuff that yeah. set a pace and set a mic. Culture, we a mix culture. Yes, yes, yes. I see what you did so. there. <laughs> we make everything. That's great. Pretty creative. That, that's great. Yeah. That's great. So, um, having babies yeah. as a married couple—that's biblical. Yes, and so that's in our we've Bibles. got scripture for that. <laughs> yeah. So this starts uh, the original creative design is Genesis one twenty eight. When God has Adam and Eve, it's you know it shows that they're not going to always just be Adam and Eve. It says to be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue and rule. So the connotation obviously is they're going to have babies, and so uh, they do. And we've got the rest of the race, and there's some drama in there. The fall, but the world has been populated now twice. Uh, the flood, we don't know how many were there, but a reboot. And from eight, now we're at what? Seven billion-ish? Ish. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, but that that's what the Lord put us on here and he told to multiply. So that's a biblical call upon humanity. Um, also, we wanted to, there's some scriptures that then later talk about this being a blessing, you know, that children right. are not just, you're going to have them and they fill the earth, but they are to be a blessing. So, so. Yeah. So in Psalm 127, it says, behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gates. So yeah, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, this writer 
um, says that I, who was probably Solomon, I think, um, that uh, wisdom of God that their children are rewarding a blessing, not an accident, not a in the way, not a you know they're a reward right. to yeah. us. And yeah. they're going to have fruitfulness. I think the blessed is the man whose quiver's full and his enemies won't stand. There'll be a driving back of warfare by having children. Yeah. So having that vision is a huge deal because we mm-hmm. see many people exasperated. Yeah. You know, because right. it gets tough and the arduous mm-hmm. task, we understand that. But you can't, I think the one of the ways you drive that back is by the vision of I'm being blessed. This is a yeah. blessing from the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And not only are we blessed, but... They are to be blessed. So in Ephesians chapter 6, it'll say, Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life on earth. Which is such a cool thing. I don't know, you know, Paul brings that out, that you got the Ten Commandments, and we know there's promises of blessing if you don't have other gods, and if you don't steal but the, 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 this issue about honoring father and mother, uh, it does say that in the, on the Ten Commandments when Moses was given them. And this comes with a promise of a blessing, a commandment promise that they go well and they enjoy long life. And so there's something vested in the importance of us training our children to honor us and to obey us. That's more than just not being an embar- them being an embarrassment or causing wow. havoc in my life. Right. I'm insuring an inheritance that's greater than a million dollars. Yeah. If I train them to beat back the rebellion in their heart right. and honor authority, which is where this thing started. The rebellion in heaven is what caused all this stuff we've got going now. That's that's huge. You just said something that got my gears or my mind just kind of churning. You said so the scriptures it commands children obey your parents, right? Mm-hmm. Honor your father and mother. But then you said as parents, it's our responsibility to train them to honor. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, that just like stuck out to me. They don't come out. We never had one of nine that came out honoring us <laughs> or wanting to obey us. Not one of Not them? Not one. No, you had to teach them. They, yes. You had to train a child in the way you should go. Yes. Yeah. We had to train them because it was not a natural inclination. These, I mean, we love our babies. They're the cutest things on the planet. Little stinking sinners, though. <laughs> All wanted their own way. Self unrefined. Some of them were louder about their selfishness. Some of them were more sneaky and quiet. But either way, we had to deal with this issue. And they all wanted to, you know, lead anarchy in the house and take it over, you know? So you gotta, you got to train that overthrow your rule yeah exactly so proverbs will be full of of verses like that to spare the rod is to spoil the child it's Mm -hmm. the one place to spare the rod is to is destined them for hell i mean destruction yeah i mean there's a lot at stake about death and destructive habits that happen when we don't train our children and and then we're reminded in hebrews that a father disciplines those he loves and if they're disciplined were their illegitimate children yeah and many, um, like That's Sam good. and I, were both um, raised in discipline. I would say all of both sets of our parents really did a good job yeah. doing that for us. Um, but I would say taking up this mantle of training my my child, it just ups my sonship with the father. It puts me in the right position, and then I'm able to model the right position for them. Mm-hmm. That they're going to submit to me now. They're going to submit to the father. You know, it's a it's it's never going to end on this side yes. that you're going to be submitting to somebody. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so we set them up, yeah, for that that kind of blessing. And so we're blessed 
and they're blessed if we engage ourselves in this. And again, while we're talking about this is everyone, you know, that has children deals with these issues. And I think there's a lot of lack of vision and there's no almost earthly help as lines are blurred between who's the authority, Mm -hmm. the child or the parent. Many homes are being run by children. Yeah. Yeah. The children are running the home Mm -hmm. and um, it's just out of order. And it, some parents, because sometimes maybe they had a bad abusive and we have to pay, you know, empathy for that. They're going all the other way or right, it's right. some distorted form of love, which you, great verse you shared mm-hmm. that loving them is disciplining them, yeah. chastising. So we train their hearts right. to be free of the rebellion that wants to kill them. Kids aren't happy if they're running the home. Yeah. They may act happy because they're getting their way, but they're becoming more and more miserable mm-hmm. on the inside. It's a law. They're most happy when they're learning to honor and when they're obeying and they're walking in love. Mm-hmm. And so that's uh, something, if you've got to keep wow. your head straight on that, because the world's preaching something else yeah. and blurring all those lines. And then you say that to them. You think <laughs> that you get in your way is what's going to make you most happy. That's not true. Mm-hmm. I wanted my own way and I was a sinner lost from God. <laughs> yeah. And I think we get confused that getting our own way is having identity. And I think having submitting to, um, I just had a gal ask me yesterday, you know, I I want my kids to have that free flow of playtime. I want them to be able to create and have all this, you know, so how do you reconcile that? And I'm like, we have these um, parameters so that um, you don't sacrifice that obedience for uh, I, I am not getting that out right, but you don't, you don't do creativity. You don't sacrifice that on the altar of yeah. obedience. Yeah. Is that what I'm trying okay, to yes. say? Yeah. Sure. Yes. And so if we really bring in those parameters that actually frees them for their creativity right. to flow the way the yeah. Lord planned mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really good. I remember, um, pre-marriage and, and pre-children, uh, being a single single pastor preaching on training children in the Lord and and it was it it seemed so foreign to me and essentially I was just preaching principles yeah. <laughs> and without experience but but one of the things I remember talking about that is that um, you know you put a fence around your yard and the child is free to play within the fenced yard mm. and that without the fence there's danger. Yes, and so right. that setting up parameters and, yeah. and boundaries really activates your children to flow in freedom. It really it's does. Good. Yeah, yeah, and it's a powerful thing, and but it takes some discipline. Yeah, it takes vision because you know you get tired and we get lazy, mm-hmm. and we're you know we're wore out, and then we're just surviving instead of going for the gold. You know what I mean? Yeah, we really it are. Get, it gets tough. It's really oh, easy yeah. because of the the busyness of life to fall into a place of maintenance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then you're just trying to maintain a household rather than move it forward in training in the Lord and, right. Right. and discipling right. and mission. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So we have been largely um, uh, value driven in our discipline practicalities. <laughs> so there's practical rules that happen in our home, but they don't come just from an about, they're not for just restraining behavior. They're, they're because we want some values uh, as it is in heaven, let it be on earth. So we want heavenly values invading and informing our earthly child training. So again, like we would say about marriage, Christ centeredness is very right. important. And, and so how uh, prevalent 
are those values within the home? Like, could I ask your children, what are the values of the McVeigh household? Yeah, that's good. I think we'll talk about some of the practical values, but I think they would to obey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, openness. Openness. You know, as our kids have gotten older. Um, Weakness yeah. is not a failing, but yeah. not an excuse. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know what I mean? Honor. Mm-hmm. Be a blessing to everyone. Yeah. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Yeah. Be free from selfishness is just the natural inclination. Practice otherliness. Mm-hmm. Try to otherliness. do everything you can to be yeah. otherly. Yeah. And it will actually set your soul free. Yeah. And if if you have, you know, we would have different combos that might have a more difficult time getting to getting along than others. And just like marriage, that's a gift for them to train them that they can yeah, they can yeah. conquer that. And with a household of other. nine. So was there a point when all nine children were in the household at once? No, eight. 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 But I had Josh um, a few months after two of them got married. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I can imagine the eight dynamics there. Yeah, it was wild. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 So we would, we. I think another one they would say, I'm not sure they say, but we did it, is we tried to train their hearts, not just their behavior. That's really good. We're training their heart, not just their behavior. And that'll inform some practicals we'll talk about here. But we had to go after the very heart issue. If we just got the behavior done, but the heart's inside. And by the way, we've seen this in the homeschool community. We've seen this in churchianity. I mean, PKs are known. Yeah. Just known to be because they live under the oppression of Mm. presentation Mm. and they've got to look like this and we feel the pressure and sometimes they can miss for various reasons. um, Yeah. Training the heart of their children. We've seen this with homeschool and we're like, oh, don't miss that, you know, because you could end up producing a little hypocrite uh, that's ready to explode. (laughs) That's ready to explode the first chance they get to run out of the gates and tell what they really are. Wow. We just shined them up like whitewashed sculpture. You know, like it talks about tombs. Whitewashed tombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and and I'm not dogging the children. I'm just saying that's the parents' issue for us. When we see a disobedient yeah. child, I'm not frustrated at the child as much as I am at the, ch- at the parent. Yeah. The parent is really the one. And so, we, you know, that, I think it's that dog trainer guy, whatever that show was. He says, I kind of. Dog whisperer. I love dog on dog whisper, or whatever, yeah. but I train humans. Because <laughs> the funny. animals aren't the problem. Yeah. It's the humans it's, that have them <laughs> that are the problem because it's their it's, responsibility to train. It's very true. And, you know, one of the traps that I've fallen into. And so I have, I have a stepson. His name is Henry. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he's such a really good kid, and his his mom has done a phenomenal job with him, and I think comparatively he's he's amazing, you know, yeah. just a really great kid. And then I have uh, Alana, and she'll be two in June. Mm. Um, but something that I've noticed in myself with the household, and then even with Henry, is that you know I I want things to look a certain way and be a certain way. And essentially, I I found myself falling into trying to um, trying to cultivate or produce behavior modification yes. rather than getting to the heart right. of, yeah. of Henry and and the things he's doing or not doing or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I remember making the statement one day that you know if I got my way and he modified his behavior. I could have, he could have a clean room and I could have a clean house and the dog will always be fed and the trash will always picked up and I will not have made a disciple of Jesus. That's exactly right. That's really good. And I was just like, ah, 
Yes. But I want the behavior modification. I know. But what do I want more? That's exactly for him. Yeah. You know. And the crazy thing is, is you going down to that level and and working for those heart connects is going to give you and him behavior modification. (laughs) Right. You know. I mean, it's crazy how our children. That's one thing I joke about. I needed nine kids to mature my heart, to grow my heart, to teach me how to serve and love and it not be all about me. Yeah. Yeah. I married a teenager, you know, she was 19. Yeah. Oh. So I feel like in a way I have 10 kids. I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> yeah. totally joking. You are so almost joking. Yeah. I, I almost 100% yeah. am joking about that. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. So we, training the heart is such a big deal. And, and I think that, um, knowing you know it, it's love it's love is the big banner that has both affirmation and discipline within it mm-hmm. and so you know it's not you got to be careful about being over permissive um, but also being over pressurized if you will right. it's really a mixture a nuanced mixture of discerning the affirmation love hug them hug them kiss them some discipline and boundaries and being able to uh, to train their little hearts. Yeah. Um, I just think kids recognize authenticness yes. from us so quickly, so yeah. young. And so it's always been a priority just to be real. You know, if we if we go too far, if I get angry, if I slam the door on them. Right. Or, you know, my older, we were talking about some of my fits back in the day when I had a bunch of little ones. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I would feel out of control. And, yeah. Um, you know, you just were weak, but they see us model weakness. They see us repent and apologize and, but don't abandon our post. I think right. so often when parents feel weak, then they abandon their post and we have to stay at our post mm-hmm. and just get right back up and go again. Yeah. Yeah. So they've seen us try to walk out being passionate for Jesus, but also being pretty weak at times mm-hmm. and seen us repent to them for behavioral issues or for stuff we were doing in yeah. life. Yeah. We'd have family meetings and we're just, I'm broken uh-huh. over yeah. my heart. And it's yeah. important they see that we're in the journey struggling. So it's a real authentic thing. Yeah. That's what I think happens when uh, hypocrisy begets hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if we're faking, we're one way at home and then different on public, which happens with pastors a lot, you know, um, you know, then that it, trains that you disciple it, you know, yeah. instead of what's genuine, authentic thing that's going on. So, you know. yeah. wow. And I would say just to encourage those that, that maybe came from different places. I feel like one of the biggest gifts mm-hmm. to me as a parent was my rebellious time as a youth because, mm-hmm. um, it brought me into such an authentic time, um, with the Lord and, and I could see, um, the image I had tried to portray before. And so the Lord just kind of removed a lot of the facade that I might have carried into marriage and parenthood and especially pastor's wife. You know, that would have been loaded for me to, to just try to present something. And, you know, so I'm so thankful he saved me from that. The pressure of, yeah, Sam's a pastor. Mm-hmm. I need all of our kids to be obedient, or someone might open up scripture and say, "Well, you're not falling in line with mm-hmm. Titus because your kids are out of control, and yeah. you're not fit to be an elder." And sure, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. And we wanted a higher. That's true, but we wanted a higher goal than that. Right, right. That we in our hearts wanted them to be blessed and set free, and then to be a yeah. Blessing. So, so talk about and and we're mm-hmm. already doing it, but mm-hmm. contextualize it mm-hmm. within the framework of discipleship. I mean. You are making disciples. That's of your exactly children. right. And Which is interesting. The first thing is uh, baptize them, teaching them to obey. Uh huh. 
It's, you know, and teaching to obey is the thing you do with children, train them to obey and honor. It's the core of discipleship. And it's, again, the arduous, detailed task of training their hearts to obey until full transformation come in the gospel. You can do that at toddler age and and beyond, you know, and actually we think that's where the battles won. I mean, that, that, that whole age of two to two to five, if you get, if you beat that, <laughs> if you win there, I'm t- it's not like it's over, <laughs> but there's something that goes on that's powerful. Really? So tell me what happens. Well, two to five, because my daughter's about to be two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they start, they enter into this just for you asked is they enter it from our perspective. They enter into a they're starting to try to walk. They're walking, but they're trying to talk and communicate and yeah, no yeah. more cognitively than they can express yep. verbally and be understood. And there's right. a frustration you yes. can see in them that oh, yeah. I feel yeah. for. But right then. <laughs> They still must obey, must honor. They're feeling independence because they're moving around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to touch everything. Oh, yeah. And one thing I didn't realize, and I mean, I couldn't have articulated until the last few years, is how much they want autonomy. Because yeah. then it revealed how much I had wanted autonomy. Yeah. I wanted mm. my own. So even that yeah. young, they're going to test it because they right. want it. Yep. And then we're going to assure them that that's not what's best, <laughs> and then they're going to move on. But right. it's a yeah. huge test time for that yeah that's yeah. huge yeah so you know we'll we'll talk about the hair in a minute with some of these practicals but just the i love that time i know it's tough and toddlers and stuff but it's a it's an important time but i'm i'm a little bit weird i hope not sadistic because i enjoy i enjoy the encounter with a rebellion is is you know raising its when it's really head. black and white yeah and then and there it is can be no fun. mixture and here yeah. we go here yeah. we go we're gonna we're going to go to the mat and see if I've got the endurance to love them enough because it's yeah. love yeah. to set them free from getting their way and exercising that rebellion. And so we've Probably got... Probably a different... I think the rebellion from two to five is much different from the rebellion of maybe oh into teenage years oh and things my. like that. And what they can do and have access. Yeah. Yes. And I want to talk about that. I don't know if, you, if you've got this on, on the agenda, mm-hmm. but just at some point really tackling um, loving rebellious children because I'm, I'm fairly certain that there are many yes, people who are dealing with yeah. uh, rebellious children. It's and, good. And how do you, I mean, because parents get to breaking point. Yeah. And, and what do you do then? Yeah. Great know? question. It really is. Let's, let's go through some of these practicals sure. and then we'll get, yeah, we'll kind of end with some of those age issues. But some of the practicals for us is um, like a thing called first time obedience. Okay, that's that's an important, very important thing to us. And uh, we're still in the phrase, I think, from somebody else still again. But it really was this issue. This whole thing of we're going to make them obey after the third time that we've told them. Right. Is communicating more than Mm -hmm. we're basically saying first and second time. You don't have to listen to third times when I'm serious. It's watering down our word. Yes. Our what word you're doing doesn't is, matter when we do You're right. establishing the authority of your word. Or I'm going to count to five. Exactly. I was about to say that. Yeah. So that means when I say one, two, three, four, you're good. It's making them more like a peer and we're helping them that they can make the right decision as opposed to learning to accept our word and and obey it without thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. It's a big deal. To respond first time. <laughs> so it's how, a high goal. So how do you do that? Well, you've, it's got to, it's, <laughs> you're still figuring it out. Yeah. Well, it takes some discipline though. You got to be on it because this exposes, I think our laziness. I think the reason we're saying one, two, three, four is we just don't want to get up and we're still hoping. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're hoping they'll still do it. 
without with the, without the high measure of a fit, and I think exposes more than the rebellion exposes our laziness. And so it takes something to immediately respond when they don't respond to get them to look you in the eye and go, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm training you the first time I say this. Uh-huh. I want you because you want them to obey the authority of your word and not the not the danger of being burnt, electrocuted, walking into the street. Those consequences are way worse than them, you know, not getting their way and obeying an authority over them. Well, I think it can reveal I know it it has in me, it can reveal my lack of um obeying the Lord, you know, my lack of trust and being completely in, I, I, I question. So why would I want to put that on my child? You know, it kind of reveals, I think, where we're at with what we believe in. That. Yeah. And I think you kind of touched on this and I just want to make this point because I'm thinking to myself like, well, you know, how, how do you be uh, patient in, in all of that and, you know, and how, how do you not get frustrated in these kinds of things? And then I, I just thought, well, you know, it all boils down to love. And, yes. and then I thought, well, you know, we talked so much about needing Christ to be in the center of our marriage. And absolutely, we need Christ to be in the center, center of our parenting. Yes. And, and I remember preaching a message one time about parenting. And I spent the majority of the sermon talking about being a child of God. Mm. Because if we can be a child of God... And exist in that dynamic relationship, mm-hmm. it helps fuel the way that we deal with our children. Because yeah. if yeah. if if we love the way God loves us, well, then right. we're loving right, yes, or correctly, yes, right. that's good. And that's just such. I think that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Amen. And then we're not. I I have this weird example that the Lord gave me really quickly was about um, submitting to the form of cursive writing. My whole life, I've tried to have my identity in all these different ways of of writing. And a few years ago, crazy as a forty six year old. I started, I'm just going to hold my pencil right. I'm going to sit up straight. I'm going to turn my paper and I'm going to form these letters. And what he just revealed to me is that now my life that he made can flow more freely, more quickly, because I've just submitted to these simple, stupid (laughs) rules that are there to serve me. And I think there's so much battle about our identity and Mm. our freedom and fear that having these parameters is going to squelch that as opposed to serve it. I hope that's a little window into what I deal with. Yeah, she sorry. She was 46 years. She was stubborn about cursive writing. Yeah, there you go. I'm just saying. Yeah. I just think it's a window. And for people that are listening, they know how to pray now. <laughs> so, but it did change and it did shift and it's a great lesson. So that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. So uh, practical expression of honor. We, um, and we don't want to get legalistic with this, but we want to teach them to honor. So we've done some things like where they address adults as yes, sir. And no, sir. Yeah. That when they, we t- ask them to. Uh, do something, we're expecting that first time obedience, that they respond and acknowledge that we've heard them. Mm -hmm. And uh, when they're around grandparents or adults that they, you know what I mean? They don't, they're not casual. They, uh, they, we're practicing honor. We're not trying to be traditionalist. We're just training culture of honor. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. To authority. Sure. Yeah. And that has been an amazing thing because grandparents have been blessed and people blessed at McDonald's and you know what I mean? As we walk through that kind of thing. And so we've done some of those kind of expressions. Um, non-interruption when we're talking with one another. It's just a practical thing. But this is for some younger, but even for teenage or for, you know, not teenage, but maybe, I don't know, 10, 8 to 12, 13. But when we're talking together, uh, kids have a tendency when they come into a room to immediately just start talking. 
Yes. Are you aware of this, Jason? Yeah. So they'll <laughs> just aware. they'll meet they'll meet and start talking. When they do that, and we don't address it, we've just said you it's can okay. maintain the center of attention. Not just that you interrupted. That's that's not the biggest problem. Yeah. The biggest problem is we've said you're the center of any room you walk into. Wow. So we're like that's not okay. If they want to talk to us, they need something to say to us. And if they're bleeding from the something, then yeah, go ahead and Some yell. Good stories about that. That's right? free. That's free. But if they come in, they come in and we teach them to lay a hand on our knee or on our shoulder. Uh-huh. And as we're talking still, we will acknowledge and put our hand on that to say, we know you're there. Again, uh-huh. Wait. Stole that from growing kids. Absolutely. Way, we rip off all this from copyright, people. Copyright, yeah, whatever. Yeah. True. So, but we, we acknowledge that. And then that makes them submit to waiting their turn. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's a very it practical thing. Yep. And we say no interrupting. That's just not, and we're still working on it with our six-year-old and some of them at times they'll do this, but we want to keep training about keep that because we're decentering them and causing them to be um, otherly. Yeah. Yeah. Active and passive rebellion. This is an important thing. We, it's not okay for us just if they obey and we pick up the, the sticks in the yard and, or pick, take out the trash. They could do that and we still fail, meaning this. They could do it with an attitude. Right. They're inwardly boiling with rebellion, an attitude on their face, but doing outwardly the thing you said. God's not, that's not what God's looking for for, for us. Exactly. He wants our hearts. Reluctancy and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, it's not a success if we get a job done with attitude. And sometimes we let that pass. And it's like the attitude, that's the bigger deal than getting the trash out. It's can I get their hearts yeah. to submit? They don't have to like what they're doing. They don't have to, we, like it's rolling, riding a roller coaster or neat and Twinkies. You know what I mean? It's just, we don't have to, we don't have to fake. But it's, right. but it's, but it, we need to have a thankful, joyful kind of deal. So we're working on attitude. We're talking about, yeah. hey, I saw you took out the trash, but listen, when yeah. you're doing that, <laughs> you seem very pouty. Yeah. And then you had an attitude and then if you kind of you threw an elbow to your sister on the way back turn. in, you know, right. to yeah. let everybody know that you're grumpy and you just did something you didn't want to do. Exactly. That's not success. That's, yeah. Yeah. So we want to kind of deal with that modeling order in our home in marriage and children. So when Amy and I, again, this is not just the interrupting, but we want our kids to know that they're second. I hope this doesn't flare up and cause some people to stumble, but this is a big deal to us. We want the kids to know when we have our couch time, which we talk about in our in the marriage one, um, we're having we're out in the open. We don't go away to a private room. Sometimes we need to talk what we're talking about, but most of the time we can talk in a room. Well, we're in there. We want them to see and wait their turn to be addressed, and them to know that the marriage is first and they're second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's. That's tough. Yes. Like Henry, you're second. Well, that's just, it's the right order. You know, that's. It is a big deal. We believe this and we're, if you, if people disagree with us, we understand, but we think this decenters them and causes them to be healthy and gives them security. Mom and dad's marriage is so important to them. Yeah. Yeah. And they love us enough to have a good marriage and to put things first because there is an order. They're very important. We're not saying they're less important. We're saying there's order. <laughs> and when they yeah. learn that order and go, oh, that's first, and then us, then they take care of us and love on us mm-hmm. is a powerful thing. Yeah. Because the more healthy we are, the better they are. Yeah. That as a person, they're, I'm not any more valuable than uh-huh. them. 
but as a as a functioning office right now, us being married and being the models like we talked about in the past thing that we are modeling Christ in the church, we are more important as in order. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, another thing is we, we model where we make mistakes. We said this earlier, saying sorry. Amy, you might have multiple examples of this. I don't know. Did of, you? When, of when I owned up? No, so well, sure. Did, did you bring the list for yeah, reference? I have a list if you don't remember. <laughs> No, I I've done it too. I just you just lose Surely it. Surely you've you, not kept record. Of no, I have not. I have not. Love doesn't do that. That's so. right. That's right. <laughs> um, I'm tearing that sheet up right now. But um, yeah, I, you know, we we you overreact. You make a blunder, not only in life, but maybe with them even. Like you went over the board with the discipline, you know, and, yeah. and being able to acknowledge a model before them. Hey, we don't think we're perfect. We're yeah. in the game. Yeah. But we're learning, I, and we're not perfect. It's important for them to see that sure. humility. No, I mean just this morning. Yeah. Uh, uh, Henry, uh, you took something away from Illy, um, and it was like a remote or something. And we've been allowing her to have this remote, and so he took it away, and she starts crying. And I'm just like, she can have that remote. Quit trying to be a parent, you know. And then he said something. Well, I just won't help anymore. And I'm like, that's not what I said. And and I kind of blew up at him. Um, and we got in the car, and I said, "Buddy, I feel really bad. I'm really sorry. Like I, I shouldn't have done that." That's and good. He's like, "No, it's fine. It's cool." He's like, "Well, it's it's not okay. I don't need to be yeah. there." But yeah, it's 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 tough. But I couldn't shake it. And yeah, there's been good. times where I've just been like, "Whatever. This is how it's going to be." And yeah. I'm the parent, and yeah. whatever. I'm yeah, the authority. Sure. But sure. yeah, being able to you feel bad. Let yeah. them know you feel bad. And yeah. Why yeah. you feel bad? It's so healing. It's so releases anything that the enemy wants to use as a right. as a stronghold, yeah. as a platform. Yeah. It just wipes it out. Yeah. And be- it's funny because I feel closer to him because I apologize. Yeah. It's so yeah. odd. It's crazy. It's a kingdom, kingdom <laughs> principle. That, right. It really is. Yeah. Because the spirit fills you and uh-huh. it's a powerful thing. But yeah. being the authority, I don't think we should be scared of that, but being authority doesn't mean you're a bully. Exactly. That's right. That's huge. And there's a difference. There really is. And so, and I've had to walk that line because I'm an authority kind of guy and I want them to know and set the deal. But sometimes you cross that line, you know. And so, um, and lastly, Jason, before we talk about the age things, is empowering them in their own faith and not just your own. And, th- and that may be another discussion. I and mean, that's a disciple thing at the spiritual level. But we, when, you're, when you're strong in your faith and you live in mission, and again, I think this can happen in Christian homes, the kids are living vicariously through your faith. Often, you know, and you've yeah. got to somehow engage them <clears throat> in how they're having interaction with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and my encouragement um, to parents on this one is just to believe that the Lord wants to do that and he wants to use you. And if you're praying and you're looking for opportunities, he's going to bring them out. You know, we, we have different types of children. Some are more um, naturally quiet and hidden. Some are more out there, but the Lord by his grace brings out what needs to be brought out into the light. And, and he always has, he's so faithful. And so, yeah, I would just encourage that he's going to give you the tools to do it, to, to train them. And he may provide others to come around and fill in the gaps. We've definitely profited from other people being around our kids at times and filling in gaps. We didn't even know were there. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And I said that was last time. I'd say this last one is getting a, getting a vision for your kids, like your marriage, a prophetic, but getting a who's my kid what talents what gifts when they're born again do they have and then i i I respond to them different than the other children i don't think it's an equal thing there are basic rules that everybody's gonna do honor and obey and all that but that you know finding out their giftings calls and and unpacking that really it's a fun deal it's like a treasure hunt you know and you're figuring out then you get into where they're gonna do occupationally and you're kind of helping nurture this one that you'll eventually release and the majority of their life is not with you right 
Right. Exactly. It's crazy. It's true. You know, you have them for just yeah. this little piece. The majority of life, they're on. They're another. They're on their own. So you got this little window to disciple and prep them for what yeah. they were made to be anyway. Yeah. So powerful thing. That's huge. I love it. I love. I love this kind of conversation. Really uh, practical for me. Um, yeah. With uh, and and honestly, like it's it's difficult being in a in a stepchild situation. Yeah. And it's very yeah. challenging to my heart. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it just as marriage is a great sanctifier thing, having children, it yes. does the same thing. Just this whole dynamic family dynamic is mm-hmm. set up in such a way that everything that the Lord is doing in this lifetime is sanctifying us and conforming us into the image of Christ. Yep. He's using all of our relationships, our kids, our marriages, our friendships, our coworkers, yeah. everything to to sanctify so Amen. i think if we could view it through that lens yes. as well mm-hmm. and so not only not only are we doing something for our children but they're also doing something for amen. us amen amen to your question earlier yeah how, how to love a rebellious so i make child. yeah i make a big deal out you win it at two to five well you're like i'm one of people listening and going oh well dang i'm i got a I seven it. or nine year old i right. didn't win it I'm done yeah. yeah and they are there's habits already i guess i think what we would say is Commit it to prayer, be patient and ask and invest these principles still at the age appropriate level, trusting God to make a turn, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and don't live in the shame and condemnation for what you did not know. Or even if you did know and you compromised again, get condemnation and shame culture is not going to help you. It's going to disempower you the whole way through mm-hmm. and you're not going to do it. So I just am saying, I think there's a process of repentance. Lord, I did not, I, I changed my way. I confess I missed this. Then you begin to offer, do a miracle in my child. And then you begin yeah. to engage. Cause I think you've got more grace and anointing. I would even say to impact that child, even as a stepfather, Right. Because of super, because the Lord loves, loves, loves Henry yeah. and has supplied something from heaven in Jason mm-hmm. to impart into Henry's life mm-hmm. that's just good. only you can carry yeah. and discharge into him. So you get faith in that, even though there's challenge, like I'm going to discharge this into him. Yeah. I'm going to trust God. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I just think there's so many difficult scenarios out there as I sit here and think and, um, so yeah, I would just encourage you to um, have faith that the Lord's going to show you the way through it. That He's going to either um, let's let's say your your spouse or you don't have a spouse and you have these huge gaps and you just need help. You need wisdom. Um, pray that the Lord provides that that yeah. He brings someone in your life or you reach out to someone at church or a believer. You know, just it's okay to be humble and say, "I need help." And I, right. I would just encourage that. I agree. And I think a podcast like this might bring more questions and answers for some people. Sure. And please go to the body of Christ. We need to be dialoguing about this. It's a big yeah. deal in our lives. Because we, I would just say, we're limited in that. Yes. You know, I, we can't speak from experience from some of that sort of pain. That's right. And so. Yeah. And there are some that can. Yeah. 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 I was just going to say that there are so many praying mothers and fathers and grandmothers yes, yes. and grandfathers out there. And just, you know, when, when I hear testimony of a, of a child coming to the Lord, um, they've, you know, if, if a kid goes so far out or so far off and gets into trouble or gets right. into addiction or, or whatever, whatever trap they fall into the testimony behind it is always somebody praying, praying, yes, praying, praying, yes. praying, 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 praying. Well, I think about like a John Smith, 
It's yeah. tough mm-hmm. bringing up in tough circumstance. And yeah. you're in jail for a tough, bad thing. Yeah. You get transformed. And he's one of the most obedient, gentle, fruit-bearing guys I know. Heath Duncan on our team. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Just what? And just, bam, turn. And I'm like, just the Lord, what the Lord can do with his gospel. Yeah. And power, yeah. trusting in that. Yeah, I think of the scripture better as one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. And, and how quickly the Lord can redeem mm. hearts and lives oh, yeah. and relationships. Yes. Right. And I'd say on the other side, I've seen homeschool kids where everything was done right, quote unquote, and just end up being horrific. You know what yeah. I mean? Just tough deals. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, encounter them with, get them to expose to the Lord and invest these principles and just trust God for the rest. Yeah. So maybe before we sign off, uh, you mentioned a resource that you've used for parenting and, and I just want to open it up. Uh, if you know of any resources yeah. that people can find online or yeah. whatever it may be yeah. to assist and supplement yeah, that's good. into yeah. their parenting. Um, I, my sister is one that inspired me early on. She had, uh, kids before me, they have eight kids as well. And, um, so that was part of my journey was seeing, um, how obedient her kids were and mm-hmm. what a peaceful, wonderful home she had. And so the gift she would give to everyone is what the Bible says about child training by Richard Fugate. And I don't okay. even know if you can find it. It is old, it's ancient, and it's very plain, but it is clear. It's yeah. very clearly laid out. Um, so that has served me. Yep. Um, then Growing Kids God's Way. I don't yeah. know the author. That's a, yeah, I can't remember their names, but, but that was like a class, like a class you would go to for like 12 weeks oh, or something. Okay, okay, but I thought yeah. there were, like there were materials. Curriculum. I think there's materials out there. Yeah, just Google it. Growing, growing Kids, kids God's, God's Way. Yeah. Was it Lots maybe Lifeway or something like that? Maybe. Or? I'm not sure. I don't sure. even know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time ago. But they can find that. It'll come up. It's a pretty popular one. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Those are the two that I feel. I agree. Yeah. That have benefited us mm-hmm. the most. Great, yeah. I, I just let me say. Sorry. No. One yeah. more thing. I would. I would add on to that. Um, the danger I feel about books. Um, <laughs> there is, um, especially when I was younger and very impressionable and wanting to do everything right. Um, I would read a book and I would try to do it just like that. And I have an instance with Faith, my oldest daughter, and we joke about it, where I was going to make her come to me and I was doing it the method that they told me in this other book. And um, I went too far and it, it was, it, it really messed me up for a while. Mm. And uh, the Lord just, I just felt convicted. And I was like, from now on, anything that I do, I have to do by faith. Mm-hmm. The book can guide me. It can right. give me some principles, right. but I have got to go to the Lord and be able to do it by faith. I can't do it because a man told me mm. that's not safe. Yeah. yeah. So even it's, this podcast, yeah. you got to pull the bones out of the chicken. So listen, let the, the Holy Spirit, right. Either way, yeah, and yeah. you want to, yeah, pull the bones eat, out and throw them away. Eat, That's what I meant, not eat them. Spit the bones, <laughs> but yeah, pick the meat, yeah. Eat the meat, spit so the bones. So yeah, listen to the Lord in the process. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's huge. I, I was just going to say, I've it, just being a, being a pastor and leading a church, our hope and desire for our children's ministry is um, never to be the first thing in, in the kid's life, but to be a supplement. But then hoping that some way in some way shape or form we could help equip parents um with resources and and yes ways and, and mm-hmm. conversations to to be able to help them in their parenting and so that's that's why i was asking the question about the resource yeah good yeah um we didn't yeah great yep yeah. awesome again 
Amy, so great to have you on. Two episodes in a row. First, first DN spouse on the podcast. Yes. Maybe we'll have more. Maybe. Maybe so. I don't so. know. Let's listen see how no this more, goes over no out there. Sands. Yeah. <laughs> lots, lots of great stuff coming yeah. uh, from Disciple Nations podcast. We have a whole team of people that we can draw from. Yes. Wisdom and, yeah. and knowledge and experience. And especially you, Jason, the podcast master. <laughs> the Batman. Uh, Batman. And I'm your Robin. Robin. <laughs> That's it's right. So funny. In podcast land. <laughs>